Welcome to the Frederick Democrats Podcast, a production of the Frederick County Democratic Central Committee. I'm your host, Josh Kramer, and today I am here with Jessica Douglas and Meredith Erickson, who are from Moms Demand Action, uh, promoting gun sense in America. Uh, first off, I want to thank you both for coming on to the podcast today. Um, and, and the first question that I had for you, uh, Jessica, I guess I'll direct this to you. Uh, who are Moms Demand Action? Thank you, Josh. Thank you for inviting us, and thank you for that question. Um, Moms Demand Action is a group of volunteers, and we are nonpartisan, and we are mothers and others. You don't have to be a mother to join Moms Demand Action, just someone who wants to volunteer for the cause of gun violence prevention, whether that be through um, training programs or through legislation, um, whatever we can do to make gun ownership safer in this country and whatever we can do to prevent gun violence in this country. Recently, of course, in the news, and one of the reasons why I asked uh, both of you to come on uh, today is, you know, we, we've all seen in the recent news cycle about um, El Paso and Dayton, Ohio, and you know we could go on and on. I think I saw in the uh, in the Washington Post they had uh, yesterday uh, uh, from when this was recorded anyway. Um, on on August thirteenth, they had a list of of all the victims from recent gun violence, and uh, it, it's it's rather incredible um, to see how much of this has happened and yet we don't really see a whole lot of action in terms of stopping it but you know we see uh, i want to we'll get into the mass shootings and stuff in a bit but that stuff tends to get a lot of attention in the news but of course there's a lot of other forms of gun violence uh domestic abuse for example suicide and, uh, and violence in, in our cities. It's true that uh, mass shootings do get the most media attention and they actually bring a lot of volunteers to our group. Um, when these things happen, you know, we get a flood of, of new members, people interested in helping out, and that's certainly when I joined um, and why, when I started following and becoming interested in Moms Demand Action was after the Parkland shooting uh, in Florida. But being a member of this group, I have learned that there are on average every day in this country 100 gun deaths. Um, 100 people in this country die every day because of gun violence and that includes suicide um, and that includes domestic violence and that includes city violence um, and to make it hyper local um, here in Frederick what we do see the most of is gun suicide um, as a result of easy access to guns. Um, when someone who is having suicidal thoughts and has suicidal tendencies, when that person has easy access to a gun, suicide attempts are much more um, effective. And when someone tries to commit suicide using any other form, um, whether it be uh, pills or any other uh, form of attempted suicide, it has a 15% success rate. Um, and that person gets another chance at life and those who survive a suicide attempt generally don't repeat that attempt. Um, whereas if a person has access to a gun, suicide by gun is 89% effective, I think the number is. And so it's, 
it's a problem in Frederick County. Um, our gun statistics show that in Frederick County that is the most deadly use of guns in Frederick County. Um, but we also have um, a domestic abuse problem with easy access to guns in this county too. And so that's, you know, on a local level where we would focus, but um, we also have great connections to the city of Baltimore. Um, our local um, Frederick group is making um, great headway in building the community there of volunteers and making sure that we can support our Maryland cities in reducing gun violence as well. One of the other things, I want to talk a little bit about those, uh, about these mass shootings that, that do get a lot of attention is, you know, I think everybody at this point is kind of used to, and I, I hate to use that, that word for it, used to, the, or those words for it, used to this, but there's kind of that circular argument that, that keeps on happening, and uh, which we get the, the same arguments and ultimately no legislation comes through. And even when, you know, 90%, uh, I think according to some of the polls I've seen, 90% which of, of all Americans, which include a majority of gun owners, support things like background checks. And we can't even get something like that through uh, to the Congress. So my question is, how is it and what is it that gives you the inspiration to keep doing this fight? I, I remember I was a junior in high school when Columbine happened. And, you know, and, and we saw in, in 2004, the assault weapons ban uh, was allowed to expire. And we've just seen uh, really a generation, uh, 20 years now since, since Columbine of, of mass shootings and nothing is really getting done to try to fix this. So where do you find the inspiration to keep going and keep up the fight? Um, Meredith? Well, um, it's always difficult when we are confronted with the mass shootings. We, we have moments of mourning and being upset and we sort of have to pick ourselves up like everybody else. Um, we all become survivors, I think, and we all go through sort of the same emotions. But we, um, we have a very strong support group with Moms Demand Action. Um, Shannon Watts started this seven years ago, and it's become a national um, movement. And every, there's a chapter in every state, and we've really started focusing on what can be done at the state level versus the federal level because we've had so many issues of not passing any laws federally. So um, within the states, there have been some very strong bills that have been passed and some very bad bills that have not been passed in many states. And moms rally, the moms in more conservative states rally together to get those bad bills not being passed. And it's really important, and that's sort of what their focus is. We're lucky in Maryland. We have been able to pass some really good laws, but it's very much now at the state level. And um, again, we have a wonderful support, support system um, within our own state, within, within the country, because of Moms Demand Action. Um, I'll add to that by first taking umbrage with your question, <laughs> that not a lot's getting done. Um, as Meredith said, stopping bad bills is a lot of our work across the country. And in Maryland, we don't see too many of them, but every one of our chapters spends so much political energy stopping bad bills that come from NRA, the NRA and ALEC, the American Legislative Exchange Council. Um, and so 
we're constantly fighting those battles and we're winning um, and the tide is turning and that's because we don't give up. Um, we, we do get sad, we do mourn. Um, I'll be honest, after these last two mass shootings, I had just come home from Gun Sense University, our national convention, um, and I wanted to do nothing. I was so, I just wanted to curl into myself. Um, but I kept just being connected to Moms Demand Action and I saw what all of my mothers and others were doing uh, to continue the fight and that sort of kept me afloat and then when I was ready to re-engage I could and that's what's so great about being a group of mostly moms like we know what it is to be busy and we're constantly supporting each other and nobody second guesses anybody's need to take time and we're always there for each other and we can always pick up whatever slack happens um, for whatever reason and so having this group as Meredith said is such a huge strength for us and the tide is turning and so I think we're going to get these background checks um, federally this year. It's been really impressive to watch you know the kids like the the kids from Parkland uh, after the shooting there you know I and I went to the uh, the March for Our Lives uh, and it was I mean, it was a, a fantastic kind of sense of community there and, and knowing that there's a lot of people that, that want these, uh, these changes uh, to our laws. But one thing is you often hear from uh, the NRA or people who call themselves supporters or defenders of the Second Amendment. Uh, they, they have these, these claims uh, that, that I, I assume look really effective on a bumper sticker, but um, I'll let you speak to things like how, how effective they are. But one of the things that, that, they, that they've they often used is this, well, a good guy with a gun stops a bad guy with a gun. For me, I know that that, that one seemed to really be called into question when I saw the, the, the details emerge about the, the Dayton shooting, because the police were on the scene within 20 seconds of the first gunshot and the the uh, the shooter was killed within 30 seconds of the first gunshot but yet he still managed inside of one half of one minute to kill nine people and injure what I think 26 others so almost you know over 30 people nearly 40 people uh, were, were either killed or injured and of course others the, the emotional and mental scars that are going to last from this. So, I, I, you know, that idea of the good guy with a gun stops a bad guy with a gun. Um, and also one of the other ones, because I know, you know, Jessica, uh, you and I have both uh, been educators, uh, the idea of arming teachers and whether or not it would help uh, improve security in our schools if if we if we arm teachers. Sure, I'll start, um, and then Meredith can follow up with any other NRA misconceptions that I miss. <laughs> um, yeah, as a teacher, um, you know, more guns in the classroom—it just sounds insane, right? And the idea that a good guy with a gun can stop a bad guy with a gun is also disproven. If there is a gun in the home, it is three times as likely to hurt someone who lives in the home than to stop someone who is trying to intrude on the home. Um, it, it's really rare that someone has the um, ability to stop uh, an active shooter. 
um, with his or her own weapon. And in fact, uh, in, in Walmart in El Paso, there were three other armed citizens um, in the building who could not react in time to save people. And it's just, it, it doesn't make sense. And it's really just an, an argument for banning assault weapons. Um, there's no reason for these weapons of war to be carried by civilians. Um, we are civilians in this country. We're a civilian country. And there's no reason that we should be walking around in riot gear to protect ourselves um, so that you know other people can carry weapons of war on the streets. So the good guy with the gun is a myth. The um, arming teachers is a terrible idea. And every town has come out with research that demonstrates how terrible an idea it is, documenting all of the instances in which a gun was present in the school carried by a quote-unquote good guy and was discharged unintentionally with sometimes fatal consequences. Um, it's, it's a bad idea for many reasons. Just having easy access to a gun as an, as, as an educator, which is my first role in the classroom as an educator. But if someone is going to come into the school to shoot up the school, that person is most likely a school member. Um, so a teacher would have to aim and shoot at a student to stop that. And what does that do to the mental backlash that all of the other students witness this? What do I do with my room full of students? Do I stay in place with them? Do I go out into the hallway to try and find the shooter? Do the police know who I am? It's, it's a bad idea all around. And in fact, when um, the Florida State Legislator, Legislature passed a law saying that um, teachers could and should be armed. The Florida chapter of Moms Demand Action actually went to every school board in the state of Florida to ask that they sign a letter of intent saying that they will not arm teachers. And they were wildly successful. I think it was in 90% of the school districts they got this letter that every, every one of the school districts agreed to saying that they would not arm teachers because school boards understand that this is a, a bad idea. I, I was also looking at some research earlier, you know, in, in preparation for this and um, looking at accuracy rates. And one of the things that came up in the research that I was looking at was how stressful these situations are and, uh, and, and how inaccurate people tend to be. And, and one of the things that came up about, uh, about arming teachers was that you know, the the gun, it, it's not like you look at something and the gun knows to, to shoot whatever it is you're looking at and, and that there is wild inaccuracy with these weapons uh, unless you really know what you're doing. And there's a lot of people who are gun owners who are, are perhaps overconfident in, in their marksmanship. And, you know, even when you're looking at police, that they need to have routine training on on shooting their, their their or discharging their firearm uh to ensure accuracy as much as possible and uh and a lot of times you know people just have this idea that that a gun if you just point the gun it's going to hit the target whereas you know if you have a classroom full of students and a teacher's with a gun you know you you might take 10 shots uh before you actually hit the target you intend to but you might have uh, unintentionally hit a student or two or three or uh, in, in in the process so that that was something else that that you know really bothered me when I when I saw this idea about arming teachers but 
The last question I wanted to ask uh, is about how people can get involved because, you know, one of the things you've pointed out here is that, you know, while we're not really seeing a lot of stuff uh, at the federal level, there's a lot of stuff that moms has been doing uh, at the the state and local level uh, throughout the country. So for people who who would like to get more involved with this, how how can they do that? Uh, Meredith. Okay, so the best way um, to find out more about moms is to actually sign up at an event that we have. But right now we make it really easy to sign up at an event. Um, you can just grab your phone and um, text events to 64433 and then follow the prompts. And um, all of your local events or state events will come up. Um, so that's a really quick, easy way that they've just put that out recently for us, which is great. We also have a Moms Demand Maryland Facebook page that you can go to. So just search that in Facebook. Um, and there's an events tab on the left side of the page, and you can find out all the local events that way. And the way you want to do is you want to come to an event. And um, then you want to sign up on our sign-up sheets, and we'll have your information, and then, then we can then start sending you things via Facebook or texting about what our local events are. Um, but until we have that information, it's a little tricky. So it's really important to actually sign in when you go to an event. Another great tool is that Moms Demand Action has a brand new, beautiful website. Um, with full of information, full of immediate actions that you can take, whether it's texting checks to 64433 so that you can um, get background check voting right away um, in the Senate. Um, anyway, that, that's a great website, and they literally just rolled a new one out, and it's wonderful. So those are really the best ways to kind of find out where we are. We have two immediate events for folks to, to attend um, this weekend and next week. This weekend we have what's called a recess rally. Right now um, this, the Congress is in recess and Moms Demand Action is um, uh, having rallies all over the country. So there's going to be one in Baltimore this weekend um, really to demand, demand votes on uni universal background checks and red flag laws. Um, so it's going to be um, at the War Memorial Plaza on Saturday the 17th at 4 o'clock in Baltimore. And everybody's invited. So you can find out more about that on the Maryland Facebook page and on the Moms Demand Action page. And um, then here in Frederick, on the 22nd, which is next Thursday, we're going to have what we call a community information meeting about city gun violence because there has been a few um, local gun shootings in the, this summer that we are concerned about. Um, we have a really great list of speakers. Um, we have our uh, alderman, Ben McShane, is going to speak. Um, the Frederick Police Department is sending a lieutenant and a sergeant to speak. Um, Tom Coe from the Frederick Fire and Rescue is coming. And we have... Scott Blundell, who is the supervisor for security at uh, FCPS, is coming. Um, so we hope that it, this is going to be a nice conversation. And they're going to give a little speech each, and then we're going to have a question and answer session. And that is going to be at the Presbyterian Church in downtown Frederick on August 22nd at 7. Jessica and Meredith, I wanted to thank you again for coming out and being on the podcast and sharing uh, all that information. And hopefully people will be able to uh, attend those upcoming events and this this is a a very serious fight that you're in and um, as somebody who you know taught for 12 years I I, I certainly appreciate it because you know I, I I know it's it's uh, from from my own experiences and going through those active shooter drills uh, and and what they do to, to you and you know when you see uh, 
the expressions on students' faces when you know you hear uh, a textbook slam uh, on, on the floor in the hall, or you, uh, or you know, a, a balloon pops or something, and you know, you, you have that that momentary question of what was that, and and it's kind of a it's a difficult reality that that we're all in right now, and 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 I appreciate everything you do, and I know. Uh, the listeners of the podcast do as well. So thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. I just want to make sure everybody knows uh, Frederick Democrats' uh, Facebook page. Uh, make sure you go and, and like us, and also our website at www.frederickdemocrats.org. Uh, I'm Josh Kramer, and the music for this podcast was written and performed by David Fitzwater. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.